everybody. Welcome to the Access Podcast. Thanks Woo-woo. for joining us today. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. You don't want to use that one? Oh, yeah, we can. Okay. <laughs> uh, today we got Jake. What's up, people? And Pastor Daniel Cavazos. What's up, everybody? And today we're going to be um, zoning in on three topics. We're going to be sharing some personal stories of evangelism. Um, we are going to be talking about why being planted in a local church is crucial to evangelism. And then Pastor Daniel is going to share with us um, a few key things to look for while we are, or when looking for a church. And so here on the Access Podcast, we're here to equip and mobilize young Christians in identity and evangelism. So, Jake, why don't you kick us off with a uh, testimony? Yeah, so if, you're, if you've known me for any length of time, evangelism is a, a key passion of mine, right? I just, we have the gospel message, let's get it out, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus came, he says, go to make disciples of all nations. So it's a huge passion of mine seems to be a huge passion of God. And so we want to equip <laughs> people agree. in it. And so when I was like 19, I uh, came across a guy who had dreads on YouTube named Todd White. Maybe you've heard of him, but basically he shares all these crazy testimonies of of evangelizing in everyday life. So going to grocery stores, going to gas stations, just like all these crazy testimonies. And so I started to, you know, develop this almost like urgency to evangelize and so one day I was, this was early on, I was probably 19 or 20 years old and I was going to Marshall's because Marshall's is where you go to get cheap clothes when you're a, that's when you're true. a young person. That's true. I don't know if that's still a thing. You probably I mean, just, they probably just go to Goodwill now, you yeah. know, thrifting, thrifting major. more than Marshall's now. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, I was going into Marshall's and I was like, okay, I'd never done it before. I was like, I'm going to pray for someone in Marshall's. You know what I mean? I'm like made that decision on my way over to Marshall's. I'm like listening to a Todd White testimony to pump myself up. You know what I mean? I'm just like, you know, like it's before you go on the game, you're listening to that music and you're like pumping yourself up. Right. And so like my heart is beating. I'm like in the car. I'm just like, am I really going to do this? I'm like, I'm so afraid. I'm so nervous. And I go inside the store and I'm like walking around. I'm being that weird person who's looking at everyone. It's like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? But I'm so nervous. And so finally I'm like, okay, I'm going to go pray for that guy, right? I like chose my target, you know what I mean? So you choose your target and I walk up to him. I was so, I can, I literally can feel like what, a, like I can feel it now, my heart beating and racing so fast as mm-hmm. I was approaching this dude. And this just, just comes from like your lack of experience and just the nerves that you have evangelizing. And I'm just reminiscing on this and I go from, I'm like, hey dude, like, is there anything I can pray for you for? And he was like, you know, kind of weirded out by it. He's like, I don't know, my, He's like, not really. I was like, do you have any pain in your body? And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I have a shoulder problem. So I like, let me pray for you. So I prayed for him. Like I, I, I didn't have the courage to be like, how does your shoulder feel? It was more so, it was more so like, I just am trying to like get out of the situation now because I'm so <laughs> nervous, you know? And so I pray for him and he's like, dude, this was so cool. Thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you're awesome. And I said, yeah, no, no problem. And I left, but I just highlight that testimony to share how, like nervous I was mm-hmm. when I started evangelizing. Like I was so freaked out about sharing the gospel. Whereas now, because I've practiced it and I've lived it for years, it's like, you still, I still get nervous, right? You still get nervous when you're approaching people, but there's this confidence that comes from like just having experienced it and knowing that like, you know, you can do this, right? You can love people and love them well in public places. Mm-hmm. But that's my little story about evangelism. I love that. That's awesome. Do you want me to share now? Yeah, that's good. Uh, that that reminds me, uh, as Jake was sharing a little bit, of 
a little testimony or a, a moment where I got to step out one of the first times. Uh, and, and for me, it was when I was in living in Tulsa. I was attending Bible school. And so, you know, obviously, if whether you're listening to a podcast from like Todd White, listening to Pastor or even in Bible school, you get your faith built up and you get to know the importance of what it means to share the gospel and just to share hope with people no matter what, no matter where they're at. But, you know, it takes at some point you got to take a step, right? At some point, you got to, like, overcome your fear, overcome any, you know, thoughts that you have. But you know what? I'll tell you this, that sometimes you wrestle with, is it me, is it God, or is it the devil? Mm. And I promise you, the devil will never tell you to go witness to somebody and share the gospel with someone. A lot of times, it's just us. And even if it's you missed it by from God, particularly or specifically the fact that you went and shared Jesus with somebody, there's not a loss there. Mm-hmm. So I was battling with that, you know, and I, I had determined in my heart that I was going to listen and I was going to obey. So I was driving my truck downtown Tulsa. I, I, I think I was helping somebody move some things from, you know, their apartment to uh, another spot. And I had to get gas. So everyday thing, nothing special, nothing extraordinary. First of all, where I was, it was a little sketchy from where I lived. So I knew that I was kind of, I felt like out of place already. But again, I was, I was determined to, set, to do what I set out to do. And as I went and parked my truck to get gas, I kind of scanned the gas station. And I'll be honest with you, I was scanning, not listening. I was scanning more just out of like, you know, making sure I was safe. And I saw somebody uh, who was across the park, well, not across the parking lot, but across the gas tanks. uh, uh, And uh, God just like highlighted him to me. And I'll be honest with you, he looked like a tough guy. He looked like a rough dude. I can just say this. He looked like somebody that you just didn't want to interrupt. You know, I'll, I'll mind my business, you mind your business, and we'll both leave and everyone's safe. I think, I think he was a, the more I say this, I got to be careful because I add muscles to him, trying to make it, you know, stronger. But he was this muscular guy. He had like a tanked up on tattoos. He had dreads and all that stuff. And he had a car that I would say is a, is a gangster car. Let's just say that. Nonetheless, I go over there. And as I'm going, I don't know what I'm going to say. And I, I know I just start walking towards him because I felt like God highlighted him to me. And I just took a step of faith. And I took a risk, even though I wasn't sure what I was going to say. But as I started walking, God told me to fill his his gas uh, tank up with gas, that I would pay for his gas. So I got that as soon as I took the, the first few steps. But as I approached him, the closer I got to him, he noticed me and he recognized that I was walking towards him. And he made eye contact with me, but it wasn't a welcoming eye contact. It was more like, this guy's coming straight to me. Mm-hmm. And this might be a confrontation. And so he kind of like, you know, took a stance. Like, what is this guy about? He didn't say anything, but I can I can feel it and I can see it. And Mamba didn't raise no fool for me to go <laughs> right up into his face and say, hey, I'm Daniel. You know, like <laughs> I knew enough, you know, to start saying, hey, I come in peace almost. But, you know, I, I though I didn't say that, I, I did start talking to him the closer I got to to him. I introduced myself. And I said, hey, I was just over at my truck. And the moment, the moment I, I, I set out to just do what God called me to do, like a boldness came on me. 
And I said, I was just putting gas in my truck. And God told me to come over here to you and fill up your gas tank with gas. And I would pay for it. And the moment I said that, his whole demeanor, his whole body language changed. Mm. And, you know, he, he, it came from this tough guy to like, what are you about? What do you, what, what do you want with me to, are you serious? Like, yeah. like he was just mind blown that someone, that someone would even think about him. And you know what he told me? I'll never forget this because as much as I believe God blessed him, God blessed me. He said, you have no idea I've been coming, and I get chills just think, talking about it right now. I've been coming to the same gas station the last week putting in change, a dollar when I could, just so I can get to where I need to go to. And you're telling me that you're going to fill my gas tank up with gas, like all of it? And, and, and I, I remember just having this overwhelming joy, and I told him, I made sure of it. I said, I'm doing this because God sees you and because God loves you. Mm. And he was just mind blown. I didn't get any further than that because I didn't feel led to. I just knew that I was here to, 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 to water or maybe plant a seed and to just let him know that in the busyness of life and the problems and the issues, whatever he might be coming across, that God knows him and God cares about him. And it's, I believe it marked him and it definitely marked me. Yeah. That's amazing. That is awesome. Yeah. But, but Daniel, you're a pretty muscular guy too. Well, okay, I, mean, I mean, like he's probably afraid. I mean, <laughs> first of all, I, <laughs> you, you are muscular. I was not as big as that well, guy. Well, I was, I was 18, you know, you were so, 18. Yeah. So I was, you know, I'm 33 now. Um, so, you know, a little bit of it might not be muscle might just be, you know, a little extra, extra, extra. But I was, <laughs> I was definitely a bean pole at that. You know, I was, so I you were was not skinny. intimidating. Yeah. I mean, I, no, what not not intimidating whatsoever. So when he probably looked at me, he was like, what's this guy? But, oh, I could take him. <laughs> so I'm glad it didn't come down to that. And I'm glad that, yeah. uh, you know, when God, when God, speaks, you know, it's crazy to think about is that I was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. People, some of the people listening to this podcast, right. Are like 19. Mm-hmm. So they were like four years old when that happened. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, I guess so. That's Kimmy was, was like four. Was yeah. Kimmy was four years old when yep. that happened. Anyway, <laughs> that's just crazy can we go yeah, for it you so got I'll share a story um so it was about two years ago maybe three years ago um we had just had our youth conference right so i was still in the youth robbie dawkins came he's a evangelist goes across the world and evangelizes and so he came right and he's like evangelized like equipped us with the holy spirit and so i'm just like got that little fire inside of me and i go back to school that next week and I'm just talking with this girl I'm not really her friend but you know we've gone to school together for a few years and all of a sudden she's like yeah I don't know my back's been hurting and like I did not even have a chance to think but my mouth was like can I pray for you and I was like oh my god like what did I just do <laughs> like I'm in the middle of Wyoming high school about That's to pray for this girl we have two minutes till class starts but I said it so I had to do it so she was just like um sure like never like nobody's ever asked to pray for right so i was like okay so you're gonna close your eyes i'm gonna close i'm gonna pray for you and then we're gonna see how it feels after okay so we do it. i'm so nervous right i'm like trembling i'm shaking it's not the holy spirit <laughs> and i'm just like okay you know pray prayer we got done i was like okay amen and i look at her and it's like how does it feel and she her face is just like shocked she's just like what did you just do to me and i was like what like what's happening like tell me tell me and she was like my back is like 
so hot right now. Wow. And I was like, oh, I just learned about this. That's the Holy Spirit. So like, <laughs> how's your pain level? <laughs> and she was like, you know, it's like, it really just loosened up a lot. But like, there's still, let's, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Okay, so close your eyes again. Put my hand on her back again. I'm praying. I'm like believing that it's going to happen, but I'm like shocked that it's happening at the same time. So we pray again. And you know, Jesus name, amen, opened her eyes and she like stood up, like shot out of her chair, like moved her back around. Wow. She was like, Kimmy, I've not been able to like move my back like this in 10 years. Wow. Like I hurt my back in gymnastics, like when I was like eight years old and Come I was on. like, whoa, like praise God, that was God. He just healed you. <laughs> and then the bell rang and they're like, okay, class, like sit down. We're going to start reading Great Gatsby or something like that. And I literally just like planted that seed and planted a seed in my own heart. I was like, wow, like what I just learned at this like youth conference wasn't just for show. It wasn't just for Christians. Like it's for everybody. And so, yeah, it was just like me being scared and like, th like hoping that it will happen, but not really believing that it's gonna happen. Then it happened. And like, she was shocked and I was shocked and her back's healed. And it was all just crazy in two minutes and freaking out. And then we got to connect after class and she was like, I want to know more about this God that you're talking about. And so I just got to share with her That's after that so too. That's so cool. amazing. Yeah. It was just so funny. That's so cool. Yeah. So let's kind of jump into our, our first talking point. We just would like to share those testimonies just because God's amazing and it's funny to, you know, hear real life stories of yeah. evangelism. And so uh, the question we want to ask today is why, or we want to talk about is why being planted in community or the local church is crucial for evangelism. So why is that crucial for evangelism? Daniel, do you want to just share some thoughts and then we'll, we'll take it from there? Yeah, definitely. I think we got to start out, you know, I, I think, you know, most people listening here understand what evangelism is, but I think it merits for us to really, you know, define that. And, you know, we look at evangelism and we can talk about what it might look like or how it might come across or what we're trying to do. But I think at the end of the day, it's really just sharing, you know, with people the gospel of Jesus Christ. That might be a testimony. That might be, you know, uh, just the message of Christ. It might be hope. But it comes down to sharing Jesus. And when I think about this question, you know, we're asking, why is sharing Jesus important? Well, you know, I think about how just individuals, as an individual, uh, we are followers of Jesus. And, you know, we have a relationship with Jesus. And I think that there's a there's an order, order here to where, you know, when you have one that is healthy, one part of this that is healthy, that is that is that is growing, um, then it actually really allows the other part to be done well. And what I mean by that is this, when you as a Christian, as a believer, are planted and rooted and you are a part of your church, biblically speaking, it brings health to you, to your relationship with Christ. And when that is happening, I believe that you can do evangelism well. I love this scripture in Psalms 92, verse 13, I believe it speaks on this. It says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Fresh means fat, and fat in a good way. <laughs> Not, I, I ain't saying nothing wrong about that, but fat means to be full, biblically. And 
flourishing means to be green, which means healthy. I personally believe when the individual is fat or full and green and healthy and they're flourishing because they're planted, then we can better hear the Holy Spirit and we can better know the heart of God and to be the best vessel we can be to represent Jesus to whoever is in front of us. Yeah, there's a movement in young people specifically that I'm around quite often, a movement, and that might not be the best word. It might be more there's an idea or there's, you know, you hear people talking like this. It's just that the local church or going and being committed to a local church isn't that important. A relationship with Jesus is important, but churches are broken and flawed. And so, you know, you see a lot of young people who, what I would call church hop, right? Where they're just like, they go to this young adult group and then they sometimes go to that church and then they sometimes come to res and then they're trying this church out and then they're, you know, then they don't go to church for a while and then they you know, do online church for a while. It's just like you have a, I wouldn't say our group, our group is actually very committed and I'm so proud of what God's doing in our young people and the maturity that they have in following Jesus and serving the local church and being planted. But I think it still warrants a conversation of, of young people's hesitancy to commit to a local church. But young people love evangelism, <laughs> right? And so mm-hmm. young people are all about, right, sharing the love of Christ, sharing hope, right? Wanting their friends to know Jesus. And I think we're trying to bridge that that those two ideas where it's like you if you want to evangelize and you want to be effective in reaching people, then you have to be healthy first, right? Mm-hmm. You can't give away what you don't have and That's being right planted like you're saying allows you to be healthy it doesn't guarantee health just because you attend church but it does allow you right it is scriptural to attend and be planted it allows you to maybe flourish to use that the psalm 92 flourish in a way that you couldn't on your own Mm -hmm. so i um yeah it's, it's just really interesting to see that trend you see that trend with i don't know people back home in seattle or where where are you at with that trend of like yeah Local church, people not yeah. feeling the need to attend or commit. Yeah, I've had conversations with people about that. I've become aware of it. Um, and I can, I get it. I get, you know, some of the reasons. I guess when I say I get it, it doesn't mean I agree with it, but I, I understand where they could be coming from. Um, you know, sometimes there's, you know, the reality of church hurt, uh, or, or maybe it's just a lack of commitment, whatever that might be. But I see that. I see that. And, and, you know, I've heard expressions or I've heard statements that, you know, I don't need to be at a church or a part of a church to be saved, to, to have a relationship with Jesus. And I would, I would say that, that that phrase might not be, it's not that it's not true. I just think it's incomplete, hmm. personally. I think there's truth to it. But I think that you are limited in that relationship because the reality is that God uses people to reach people. God uses people to grow people. God uses people to restore people, to lead people, to help them find their path. And, and the church is a body of people. It's believers with the same mission, the same goal, um, definitely at different levels of their faith, their maturity, their understanding, and that's where it can get difficult. But I believe a church um, 
or the church provides everyone the um, the opportunity to relationships, and in relationships, there's count accountability, there's uh, just responsibility being laid out, and there's definitely the opportunity to grow. Yeah, it's. I think you, all of that is is so wise, right? That's just wisdom there. And I think of Hebrews ten, twenty five says um, says not giving up, meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Mm-hmm. Wait, so you're telling me that in Hebrews ten, people were saying we don't need church? That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not a new you. problem. That's right? right. That's right. And so, do not forsake or neglect meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So local church, just like good works, right? Local church doesn't save you. Good works don't save you. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do good works. That's right. It doesn't mean you shouldn't attend church, right? It doesn't mean you shouldn't be committed to a local body. And you mentioned church hurt, and church hurt is real. Absolutely. Right? Like pastors and leaders and people are broken Mm -hmm. and imperfect and selfish at times, and... We're not, I'm not here to advocate that churches are... Per, our church is imperfect, right? All churches are imperfect. That's right. But the point isn't that we're perfect. The point is is the love and commitment that we can show to each other through our imperfection. And we got to be careful, you know, as we pause here about the importance of local church. I think we pause here and, and make a statement of it's important not to idolize and uh, deify or... Mm make it so pastors and leaders, and if you work at a church, you're perfect, right? right? So many times we get hurt by pastors and leaders because we put them on a pedestal, right? right? Absolutely. They're like, Pastor Daniel, you're Pastor Daniel, so like you can't have any of these issues, and then all of a sudden, right, you do something intentionally or unintentionally, and it it it, it hurts them, right? Because right. they had an expectation. And a lot of times, not that you should lower your expectation of pastors, but we should realize that people are people before they're pastors. That's right. And that doesn't mean we should justify sin, but it means that as a Christian, you're just as responsible as a pastor to exhibit the fruits of the Spirit as they are. Mm-hmm. No, they'll be That's judged good. more strictly by God, as the Scriptures teach, right? If you're a teacher, you cause one of these little ones to stumble, then it'd be better for you to have a, mil- a millstone wrapped around your neck. That's, that's a scary verse, right? by the way. That's a scary verse. Yeah. But So they, in <laughs> but a sense, they have more of a responsibility <clears throat> towards God, but when it comes to actually living out the Christian life, a Christian has just as much obligation to it than a pastor. Man, but sometimes so we're like, Oh, pastors, they have to because they're leading people. It's like, well, no, you're a, a you're a you're one with Christ. You're just as much right. accountable to mm-hmm. exhibit the fruits of the spirit as anyone else, Man, right? That's good. And so, I'm not trying to let myself off the hook. That's not the point as a pastor. But the point is is I've seen so many people get hurt by 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 church and I'm just like, how do we help? The goal isn't to lower the expectation. The goal is to offer grace and mercy to people mm. to people, you know, not to pastors. Mm. And to realize that we're here to serve, not to be served. That's so good. Just like, you know, Jesus. We're kind of off the point of why it's important to evangelism. So we want to, I want to rewind back to that. So why is it important to be planted for the purpose of evangelism, the purpose of sharing the gospel everywhere we go, right? What does being planted have to do with that? Do you have anything, Kimmy? Um, I think that it's important in many ways of if you, I mean, let's be real, like not all evangelisms like go well, like not every single person is going to tell you yes, right? Like you're going to have 
not failures because even when people don't allow you to pray or even if something doesn't happen like you're still planting seeds but when you come with those difficult times like there have been many times when I'll go evangelizing downtown and I'll encounter some like heavy things some deep things and I think it's really important that I then like have a good community or I have um, good church leaders and stuff that I can go to and conversate about those things and um, like not like lean on them as a source but like lean on them for encouragement and like just have conversations about those things so that I don't let those heavy things beat me down, but I allow them and I actually grow from them. Mm. You know, I had another thing here, Jake, if I have some time. Yeah. I was just reminded as Kimmy was talking, um, not that long ago, I had an opportunity as I was driving home from a Sunday night service to help somebody uh, that was stranded hmm. on, the, on the, it was actually an exit in the highway. And I took the exit because that was my way home. And I saw him and I felt impressed. I'll be honest with you, I don't always feel impressed. You know, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you that I help everybody that's on the side of the road because that's just not true. But I definitely have learned to uh, open my heart and listen to the Lord. And, and I felt impressed to help him. And by the way, I'll, I'll share this thing that I, I personally believe. It's not scripture, but I personally believe it. I think we got to ask ourselves this question, when is it a good time to evangelize? The answer is always, right? Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you when it's a really good time to evangelize, when there's a need. Yeah. Because people oftentimes would be more open to the gospel message. Um, so here's a need. I help him out. Long story short, he's stranded. I get him in my car. I felt led to try to figure this out with him. Um, ended up being that he's going to have to figure out his car situation later. But I, I, w I went ahead and drove him home. Well, while we're in the car, I figured, hey, he's in my car. <laughs> we could talk <laughs> about my car. That's now. right. We could talk about whatever I want to talk about. So I felt impressed to just share about Jesus a little bit myself. And by the time we parked outside his his house, he was weeping and pr and crying out to God. Mm. Okay. As you were talking, it reminded me that, you know, I had an amazing moment with this man. His name's Dennis, by the way. Still, you know, I remember it, it was maybe, well, maybe it was a year ago now. It was a little bit ago. But um, I was able to not only lead him to Jesus, but I invited him to church. And I, I talked to him a little bit about our church, and I, and I, and I told him that I'd be sharing, you know, within the next month or something. And so I, I invited him. And here's the crazy thing. Here's the twist. He didn't end up coming to our church. But I believe that because I really wanted him to come and be a part of the family and get to know some more people and help him in his new journey, that he found a church. And in this time, I, I, I reached out to him. I said, hey, I didn't see you around. What's going on? He said, you know what? He says, uh, the, 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 I think it was like that week. It was before Sunday. He said, my aunt reached out. She invited me to church. And I went to church with her. And guess what, man? I got filled with the Holy Spirit and I started speaking in tongues. I'm like, bro, like you were just <laughs> stranded like a week ago, had no clue about God. And here you are talking to me about how you're filled with the spirit of God. Like it was, it blessed my socks oh off. Oh my gosh. And you know, that's kingdom. You know, we're not, we're not here just trying to get people to come to our church. I was happy. He just went to church Yeah. and he got plugged in. And here's my point. He went further than what I had brought him to in my car. And that was through the local church. And that was through the church. Yeah. And that was just amazing. 
And I'm so I'm so happy that he was able to be connected with that and take the next steps that God had for him. That's that's an incredible testimony. Yeah. Dennis. Dennis Reach out to Dennis, say, hey, you're on a pod. Yeah, yeah, I reference you in a podcast. The funny thing about Dennis is like, I, I, it's just, it's not like a part of the testimony. It's just a funny. I had, it, we were in my car and, you know, he put the radio on and we put, he found the song and he goes, he liked the song so much. I forget what song it was. It was some country jam too. What totally something I would not thought he would like. But he kept saying, that's my cut. That's my cut right there. And I never heard it like that's that. That's my so cut. I, I just I just adapted that and I started saying that to Anna and other people. Like that's my cut. I have that, no idea what that means. That from that, that's his jam. I would have said you, that's my jam. If you know what that means and you're listening, please let us know. We need to know what this means. <laughs> Where What's does that come cut? from? That's What's your cut? So the last part of this episode that <laughs> Kimmy just <laughs> whopped her mic. Uh, the last part of this episode that we want to talk about is is maybe if you're not from the area, right? So if you're not from Grand Rapids, if you are from Grand Rapids or the greater Grand Rapids area, come to Res Life. We'd love to have you part of our church family. But if you're maybe off to college or you're in a different city, in a different state, what are some uh, things to look for in a local church? So it's important to evangelize. It's important to be plugged into the local church. What should we be looking for? What are indicators of a healthy church? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I first want to just say that there are a lot of churches out there, uh, a lot of great churches doing great things. Um, and with that in mind, as we kind of touched on earlier, there's no such thing as a perfect church. And so when you're looking, I want to encourage you not to look for perfection. But uh, hopefully these little you know, ideas we talk about might help you as you're praying and ultimately just seeking what God would have you to be a part of. But I think the first thing that comes to mind, and probably the most important, would be theology. You know, what's being taught? And not just what's being taught, but is the Bible being taught? You know, is there scripture? Uh, Is there a a commitment to what the scripture says, regardless of what society thinks and regardless of our even own, own experiences? So I just open that up, you know, to talk about that. Do you have any thoughts, Kimmy? Do you want to share on that? No? No. Okay. That's good. Well, if you have anything, just chime in. Yeah, yeah. But I'd say a practical step of that, right? So yeah, how do you know? How do you do that? So you go on a church's website. You're going to church. You go to their website. You look for their doctrinal statement. Mm -hmm. So on their website somewhere, they're going to have a tab, or they should have a tab. If they don't have a tab, then it's probably an indicator that's not that important, right? Mm -hmm. So find their doctrinal statement, right? What do they believe? And if you're like, well, I'm a new Christian, I don't know what to look for, then literally DM us on Instagram, right? Uh, And send it to me. I will look at it for you and I'll help you see if this is a church that you should go to, right? And so look at their doctrinal statement. That's probably the easiest Mm -hmm. because all the other stuff is going to take about six months for you to like decipher, are are they preaching the Bible, right? It's like, well, you can only discover that by attending the church for a long period of time. Right. Right. And so that's like the quickest back end before you commit to a church, look at their doctrinal statement or their, like what we believe section, a part of their website. Yeah. Yeah. I think to add on to that, you know, I, I thought about this, how do I know? And one of the things that I think that would be evident is, you know, this might sound very simple, but it's true. Is there scripture being used to prove a point? or to convey a message, or to translate a thought. 
And I think scripture should be the leading point and not just a supporting factor. Here's what it says in 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So my question would be, after you listen to a message, do you feel convicted, corrected, with within the right way, not condemned, but convicted to say, man, I feel like God's calling me higher and not just putting me down. Do I feel instructed in who I am and what God, who God is and what God's called me to do? Do I ever feel challenged? Do I ever feel inspired? These are things that the word, the scripture does for us. And I believe that, you know, we can kind of get a sense of that within the messages that are being taught. So that's yeah, my first point. I think uh, uh, this is a funny, I don't know if this isn't truly accurate, but some a way that I've thought about it is if you feel like you just got out of a TED talk, it's probably not good. <laughs> yeah. Right. I love TED talks. I love yeah, listening funny. to them, but TED talks, right. Are TED talks. Yeah. And so they're not, they're not necessarily, um, preaching. Right. Yeah. And so do that. You referenced, how did you phrase it? You said, um, about scripture. Do they, uh, am I challenged? Am I convinced? Or is it supported by scripture or is it Oh, is it, yeah, is it, is it uh, led by scripture or is it just supported Yeah, you know, with their thoughts? Yeah, so I think that's a huge, a way that you can kind of identify that is, is it, is someone presenting their own ideas? Mm-hmm. And I think we actually have talked about this before, and then they're using scripture yeah, yeah. to like support their idea. Yeah. Or are they presenting scripture and to then form their to idea. form their idea? Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. think you've said one simple way to, to, or maybe a way that you might just check. You want to discern. You're not trying to be skeptical, right? We don't want to, we don't want to walk in a church and be skeptical, but we want to be discerning. That's There's right. a fine line between that. Right. And so I think what we talked about before is like just consider the use of Bible translations when someone's preaching, right? Yeah. yeah. Are they are they jumping around always jumping around from Bible translations to find a Bible yeah. translation. Are they using that, versions you've never even heard of? You know, like like so many different, like there's 20 different versions to support one message. You know, that might be an indicator that they're using Scripture to support their thoughts versus you have maybe one or two, and you might have some different versions to yeah. to, to kind of have a different angle, but it's not really that different from what's being said. Yeah, like Pastor Dwayne, his main line is New King James Version, right. but he, he'll, he'll throw Amplified up there quite right, often, right. and he'll throw up ESV, or he'll, he'll reference a separate translation by name if he uses right. it. Right, or he'll he'll say, "Oh, this is from the." Me- I like the way the message puts it here. Yeah. But he's he's identifying it that it's the message. Yeah. It's not as normal. Yeah, normal you passage know, that he uses. I just so. remembered about this too, Jake. Uh, I was just reading in in the New Testament where Jesus was saying, "Hey, talking to the Pharisees when they were about the law and they're trying to make Jesus stumble," and and Jesus said, "You're looking in the scriptures for life, but the scriptures point to me." And I think about that because when we're talking about this, another thought would be when you hear a message spoken, are you drawn to the person? Are you drawn to yourself? Or are you drawn to Jesus? That's really good. Because That's really good. Because an indicator of true doctrine of truth and, and scripture being taught, you will be drawn to Jesus because scripture points to him. Wow. 
Is it Jesus centered? Is it Jesus centered? And does it does it encourage you? Does it make you want Jesus? Does it make you want to pursue his king, Him his more? His kingdom, yeah. His lordship, His friendship, everything. And I think for me as a speaker, one of my high aims and my goals is not when I get done for people to say, "Man, that guy is good." Man, look at Daniel. I've learned to come to a place that that's the lowest I can go. If hmm. I'm done and I did a good job, then you ought to be saying, man, I want to spend some time with Jesus. That's good. Oh, man, I need to go open this word and I need to come into worship or whatever that might look like. Yeah. Drawing you to Jesus. Because I believe that's 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 a great indicator of scripture having its place. Yeah, so you're saying, the, like, so as we're talking about what to look for in a local church, you're saying doctrine. So... A lot of young people, right, they're going to be like looking for, I don't know, community, which is valuable, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to be looking for style. They're going to mm-hmm. be looking for themselves or the more young people here, right? Those all, all those things are valuable, right? They're crucial. But I think what we're saying here is that when you're looking for a local church, the doctrine, the truth, right. the preaching, the teaching, the beliefs are the most important thing. That's right, because everything everything will follow suit. Yeah. every All the style, all everything else will be based off of the foundation of what they believe. Yeah, something else that I think when we're looking, when you're looking for a local church, right, you don't want to get caught in what I like, Yeah. right? Sometimes right. we can be like, well, I just didn't like it there, right? Or I just didn't, I wasn't vibing with their environment, you know, whatever, whatever, <laughs> we, whatever someone might say when they're yeah. walking into a church. I think when you're truly saying, I want to serve and I want to be plugged in, you need to pray. Yeah. Like, what are you looking for? Well, the Lord knows what you need and where you're supposed to serve. Right. Because that's ultimately why you go to a local church is to serve, not to be served. That's right. And so, God, where can I be a blessing? That's right. And so as you're doing that and as you're searching out churches, there's things to look for. But as we as we do it, we can be deceived as young people because we're we want to we want to go to Maverick City music. You know, we want we want to go to a church where they're singing Maverick City music. We want to go to a church where they're singing our songs. We want to mm-hmm. go to a church where, you mm-hmm. know, the pastors got you know, Yeezys or, you know, Jordan's on. We want to go to the church where, you know what I mean? That has a sweet Instagram account and killer YouTube channel. We want to go to that church, but the Lord might be leading you to an unseen church, right? Or a church that's not as, you know, culturally relevant, but Mm -hmm. a church that you're meant to serve the people there and be a part of that community. And so it's just important. It's to be, you know, it doesn't mean if you're a part of a church that's really, if someone's a part of a church that's really trendy, right? It doesn't mean that they're in the wrong church. But it's just like that's not the most important thing, yeah. right? And it also doesn't mean that they're a church that is heretical or right. off base. It's just like where is God leading you? That's right. Because he is leading you somewhere to a local church. He's leading that's you right. somewhere. Yeah, and sometimes... Um, you many, had some other points, though, didn't you? About I did, like what yeah. To look for? Yeah, go yeah, for it. So I had theology and you know doctrine fits into that. I also have the presence of God um, and... I don't want to make that sound very, you know, kind of out there. Ooh, you know, like what yeah. does that mean? But you know what I mean by that is when you when you're a part of a church, first of all, I believe a church is is life giving. You know, it's it's supposed to be inspiring. We are to be the light and the salt. There's supposed to be some flavor, and Jesus should be present right I'm so sorry, i couldn't get over the fact that you just said flavor and i was just like they need some flavor like, <laughs> i'm sorry that's totally right. i know uh, what you mean by that yeah just, yeah sorry and i might have all good all track. good that's funny but there's got to be um an encounter with the person 
of Jesus Christ with the person of the Holy Spirit. So could I, could I say it this way? Is this what you mean? Like there, you need to be able to see transformation of life in people. Absolutely. Like, well, and experience it for yourself. For yourself. Right. And of other people. Yes. Yes. If everyone's just like status quo. Yeah. Sorry, this is buzzing right now. Give it a second. It's Doug. <laughs> Why is it doing that? There we go. Is that okay. better? Yeah, better. Oh, you go ahead. You were on a thought here. What was I saying? It's it, transformation of life. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I think when you come to a church, you come to ultimately encounter God. You come to grow in your spirit. And there are different ways that happens. And there's moments that where God will just touch your heart. He'll show you something. He'll wreck your thinking you know, he'll, in a good way, you know, and he will, he will allow there to be a transformation in your heart. I think we're all broken. You know, we have brokenness to us. We all have weaknesses. We all have areas where we, we surrender. And I think it's not a one-time thing. You know, you give your life to Jesus and certainly he comes into your life and you are made right with God at that moment. But in your soul, you know, the Bible talks about receiving the word that that is able to save your souls i believe it's a journey of encountering jesus and allowing him to reveal himself more and more to you and for you to receive more and more from him that's good and i think that in the context of a church whether it's in service or in a small group or just through relationships you've built through that church i believe that that happens where the presence of god is allowed and is tangible and I think I think presence of God is is a, is definitely a, a, an important part. That's good. What's number three? Third thing to look for. Um, I I think we look for you got to look for a missional church, a kingdom minded church. Um, you know, Jake mentioned a little bit about your comfort and what you liked and what your style was, but you know, the church has a mission. There's a commission on the church. There's a there's a mandate on the church, and it's not just to get together to party and have fun, and you know to to know who, who thinks like you is to get together for a mission, and that mission is to advance the kingdom of God. That's to witness. That's to evangelize. That's to equip people. That's to go and do the work of the ministry. That's to go and talk to Jesus about to people who don't know Jesus. Yeah. And I think that you know the church that you choose should be a church that's on mission, on a mission. That's it's it's got to be bigger than them. You know, <clears throat> if you come to church and it's just about you. I think I think you're you're cutting yourself short. Yeah. Because being a disciple, a follower of Christ, you're gonna learn that it's not about you. <laughs> Everything God does for you is so that he can do it through you and unto someone else. And you're gonna find out that the happiest people, the happiest you could be in your life is when that's happening. Mm. It's amazing. Um, and then the last one I have is uh a church that that has community is important, a relational church. Um, you know, and that, I, I mean, I can really open that one up to, you know, being a church where <clears throat> there's community, where there's relationships happening, where there's genuineness and real talks happening about real issues, where there's a space for you to be real, where there's space for failure, um, where there's some accountability and even more broad, I understand that this, this audience might not be at a place and stage of life where they have a family, but I'm sure they're thinking about family at by this age. 
but even within community and relationships that it's a family centered church, the church that, that, it, that does look at the next generation mm-hmm. as important, you know, and, and children where, where children can come and they're not just being taken care of, but they're also being taught the word of God. And they're also, you know, having opportunities to grow at the level that they're at. That's really good. Can you, can you just real quick recap those four things to look for in a local church? Four things to look for. Number one, theology. Number two, presence of God. Number three, missional, kingdom-minded. And number four, a community where there's real relationships. Yeah, that's so good. Well, thank you so much, Daniel, for joining us on the podcast today. And Jake, um, if you guys found this episode helpful and you think that one of your friends can benefit from it, go ahead and share that with them. And thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on the Access Podcast.